0: Welcome back to Ascends Through Ministries Anchored Podcast. Today we're in Titus chapter 1. It reads, Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, for the sake of the faith of God's elect and their knowledge of the truth, which accords with godliness, in hope of eternal life, which God, who never lies, promised before the ages began, and at the proper time manifested in his word through the preaching with which I have been entrusted by the command of God our Savior, to Titus, my true child in common faith. He must hold firm to the trustworthy word as taught, so that he may be able to give instruction and in sound doctrine, and also to rebuke those who contradict it. For there are many who are insubordinate, empty talkers and deceivers, especially those of the circumcision party. They must be silenced, since they are upsetting whole families by teaching for shameful gain what they ought not to teach. One of the Cretans, a prophet of their own, said, Cretans are always liars, evil beasts, lazy gluttons. This testimony is true, So as we jump in here to a new book in the book of Titus, it's important for us to have a little bit of background about what we're looking at. It's very similar to the last books that we looked at in terms of being pastoral epistles of Paul to a specific individual that he had partnered in ministry with that he had left at a specific place for his continuing ministry. And so Titus is left on the island of Crete in a very difficult situation where he's left with a mostly evangelistic ministry as he seeks to gain believers on this island that is known for its debauchery and its ungodly practices. So the overall tenor of this letter is focusing on calling Titus to stand firm in his faith As he is amidst a dark background, he's to be a light and a messenger of the gospel and to continue to build up the church in that area. So while much of this letter might be pointed to a descriptive event of what Paul is calling Titus to do, there are many things that we can draw out of it which I believe will help us as we seek to strengthen our faith daily and as we seek to anchor it to the promises and the teachings that God has for us. Today I'd like us to focus in on verse 9 for that. It's here that he says he, being this leader or overseer, must hold firm to the trustworthy word as taught, so that he may be able to give instruction in sound doctrine, and also to rebuke those who contradict it. As we look at this, I believe that there is a two-part aspect of what God is calling individuals to do in terms of their relationship to the Word. First, they must guard what is given to them, and second, they must be able to defend what is given to them. And so, as we think about that, that gives us a mindset of the importance of understanding and guarding and holding firm or holding fast to the truth that we have been revealed And so as you look back at Titus and you look back at Timothy, you look back at these other individuals and in other places in Scripture, entire churches, the call for them is to look back to the gospel in the form that they received it. To understand that that was the fullness of the gospel. As these different belief systems and different false teachers came into their midst, they were trying to add things to that. They were trying to change up the gospel, trying to make it either more palatable or more desirable for the masses. But Paul consistently calls these individuals to hold fast to the truth of the gospel that they received when they first received it, as they heard it from the eyewitnesses, as they heard it from those who experienced Jesus Christ. And they need not add anything to that, but they must hold fast to the firmness of the foundation of their faith. But also they must be able to instruct and to defend it from those who are attacking it. And so that's where it gets more challenging. And if you've been with us in ASM, we have done some studies in apologetics that help us with this, to help us prepare to defend the scriptures. Specifically, the road trips for truth that we've been walking through allow us to prepare for the way in which we interact with a watching world who seeks to poke holes in what they believe are vulnerable areas of the gospel. Now, it's important for us to be able to study those things so that we're prepared when we interact with those individuals. Because if you've walked through that, Study with us, you've seen the way in which they have logical fallacies or circular reasoning or many other things that allow their arguments to really fall apart when they're held against the truths of the scripture and the truths of reality. And so it's important that we understand that as individual believers, we have the support of the church around us, we have the support of the community of believers. But consistently, we will find ourselves in a place where we're asked to be doing these two things, where we're asked to be faithful to these two items, to be faithful to guard the good deposit, to guard the faith in the foundation of our faith that was given in the truth of the gospel, and to defend it to others in our instruction as well. So as you reflect on that today, do you feel prepared to guard the deposit that is given to you? And do you feel prepared to defend it against the arguments that are brought up against it? Now, certainly I know that this is something that we can each continue to grow in, because each time I interact with somebody who has different beliefs than mine, it's an opportunity for me to reflect on the truth of the gospel. But it's also an opportunity for me to display the truth of the gospel to others. And so I don't always know specifically what route they're going to take to get to their belief system, or what ways in which they're going to challenge my beliefs, but I understand the fullness of the gospel that's been given to me. I'm resting assured in that and willing to defend that and willing to walk through what that looks like. It takes time to get to that place. It takes time to get to a mindset that you feel that you're ready to defend that. And so I'd ask you today to consider where you're at on that. How can you make strides to begin to pattern yourself after this individual who is described here, who is able to guard the good deposit and able to defend it against those who come against it? As far as a question from this passage, I'd like for us to look down at verse 12. What do we know about this individual that's described and the teaching here? How are we supposed to respond to a quotation of a false prophet that is in the Scriptures. And so as we think about that, let's remember we talked about the divine inspiration of our Scriptures, the fact that God has placed within the teachings that we have what he desires us to have as a revelation of himself to us for all times. And so we understand that he has placed a specific quotation here in what Paul has written to Titus that is to be beneficial for us in our understanding. Now let's remember that the presence of something within the scripture does not mean that that individual is inspired in everything that they've written. So this Cretan philosopher is not made into an individual who is right the divine-inspired scriptures, but instead is a quotation of what they have taught that is used here as an illustration of what Paul is calling Titus to combat in his area. So when we dive in and study this, we can see that this is a 6th century B.C. philosopher named Epimenides who was quoted here as showing that his people, the Cretans, were really kind of seen as the worst of the worst of Greek society. And so that is provided to Titus here as a reminder that Paul understands the hardships that he is having and the difficulty of his ministry because he's surrounded by people who are always liars, who are evil beasts, and who are lazy gluttons. That's kind of a threefold way of saying that they're not the type of people that God desires his people to be. And so Paul quotes this individual to remind Titus that it was well known that the hard place that he is ministering would not be an easy path for anyone. Yet, Paul has faith in Titus to continue to press forward on that. It's also important to note that this is not the only time that Paul quotes these philosophers of the world. We can see elsewhere in Scripture that Paul quotes individuals who are not within the orthodox beliefs of Christianity. And so it's not making it so that this individual is elevated to being divinely inspired but we understand that it is being used as a teaching or an illustration to provide clarity for the people that Paul writes to, and other authors of Scripture as well, who help us to understand how we're to respond to those around us who are hostile or unbelieving. And so as we think about that, as we reflect on that today, hopefully it helps us understand the importance of firstly understanding the inspiration of Scripture and what that means and its significance, and not looking at it as a way that we would understand that anything written in the scriptures would be something we should follow, but instead seeing it as a way of allowing us to understand with clarity what God is using from the outside world as examples for us to understand. And second, for us to be able to be like Paul and Titus who understand the culture in which they live for the purpose of pointing those individuals to the gospel. Paul certainly knew much about the Cretans. He certainly knew what the situation was that Titus was being put into, and he was therefore prepared for sharing the gospel with this type of person. May we be the same type of people as God seeks to use us in the communities around us. So as always, as you walk through this passage, find a question that you have and seek to answer that. Find the place in which you can anchor your faith today as you seek to prepare yourself for what God has for you in your lives today. Know today you were loved.